Hello, and welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where three friends catch up and chat about running a creative business. Each episode, Mel, Natasha and Crixis will be diving into a topic that has come up in their own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that will help you along the way. So join us for Season 3, Episode 4, as we chat about creative burnout, the warning signs, how to watch out for it, and the things we can do to help us create when we're not feeling the best. Hello. 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 How is everyone doing? Should we do like a quick catch-up? Yeah, go for it. Okay, how, how are you, Mel? To be honest... Quite exhausted after finishing a week of um, open studios, although it was brilliant. Mm. It was really nice. Um, But I've just had to catch up on a lot of things. So client deadlines have kind of piled up and then just other work as well. Um, Doing a YouTube video about it, which was, I thought, important to get out. But it does mean that I am feeling a little bit exhausted and also it's my birthday this week so tomorrow is my birthday yeah yay i hope you're taking the day off yes. and you're going to do something yeah. special <laughs> yes yeah. i am but be- to, in order to do that i have to like make sure i've given myself space to do it so <laughs> <laughs> i know this feeling yeah yeah so uh i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to taking a day off my parents have actually just come down as well so they're going to go out with us and oh, that's lovely. have a meal out somewhere and enjoy the sunshine because we've got sunshine down here at the moment. Oh, that's so, really nice. Yeah, that's that's what's going on here. How about you guys, Natasha? I, um, I'm settling back into life in Surrey <laughs> after spending so much time in Suffolk because I was in Suffolk last time we spoke. And... Yeah, I'm just trying to juggle all of the various things that I'm working on and deal with the extreme heat that we have at the moment. So, yeah, that's a bit of a challenge for me. I have to try not to overdo it because it can sometimes cause migraines. And But I'm okay, and um, I'm enjoying working large again on canvas. So that's what I'm busy doing this week in the studio. I saw the artwork you have been working on. I really like the snow part. I just saw that you added snow. Yes, I did that this morning, and um, thank you. Yeah, I think it's coming together now. It was like it wasn't quite right, and then I'm just adding the final touches, and now it's kind of coming together, so... Yeah, mm. I'm happier I now. I think like the sky together with like that that snow and the tree, like the the palettes together, it's really like wintry. And it's yeah. such a funny thing because now it's summer, but it's actually, <laughs> I think it's like refreshing, right? Oh, it to is. To work yeah. on winter scene. It's like I'm sitting there sweltering and working on a winter scene. So thinking of I the know. nice, cool, cool snow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Crixis? I I'm still like working on birds in color challenge. I'm almost at the end of it. I think I have like three more prompts to go. And you know what? Like I wanted to make like bird book, but I, now I really want to return back to fox story, which I worked last summer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like in a like dot stage 
like I have doubtful thoughts. Do you mean doubt? Right. Do you mean doubtful? Doubt. Oh yeah, doubt. Yeah, doubtful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy that we have like English speaking <laughs> artists here in this podcast. Yeah. So I'm a little bit doubtful yeah. about uh, it, but I actually thought maybe I will make a calendar from these bird illustrations for 2024. Yeah, that could be lovely. I can really mm. imagine them as a calendar. Yeah, so yeah, th that kind of challenge. And I honestly, I really want to work more with watercolors and I just love watercolors. I think like it's so bold to say, but I think it's my favorite medium now. Wow. And, and, and I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I knew your yeah. work would be great in watercolors once you really got into them. And I love what you're doing. Thank you. So yeah, all the way for watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> Should we mention about also our oh, yes. autumn joint show coming up? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Please, finally, it's the time to reveal <laughs> this um, super exclusive news from all of us three. And we are going to participate together. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we will have exhibition together. All of us three, which is super exciting, right? Yeah, it is. It's really exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to see the work you're making for it. What are the dates? Do you want to give us the dates? Yeah, so the exhibition will be from 7th till 13th of October and it will be in Cornwall. So if you are ever going to visit Cornwall, this is the time to visit. This is like this year from 7th till 13th of October and it's in Coast Colour Canvas Gallery. And it's in Roskilly Farm. And you can have a chat with us in person or see our work and have a good time there. Yeah, and I think we're going to be calling it Nature's Palette. If we are all up for it, We of definitely are, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think it's a great title. Yeah, so it will be inspired by nature and everything around us, so which is something that links all of our work. I feel like that that uh, word just really, all of us three kind of, it just like, yeah, this is like how it should be. Yay. Because we are all like inspired by nature. Yeah. Okay, so get that in your diary. <laughs> or Mel will be <laughs> like, after we you. We are waiting, <laughs> yeah, like we are waiting for you to write and then we will continue with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to today's topic, creative burnout. So we have a few questions that we can ask each other and uh, yeah, just talk about this topic, which I think all of us have had um, experience of at some point. What is creative burnout? This is, this is something I found actually um, a description of from... Uh, an artist, Lindsay Brayman, and she has done some infographics actually on this topic. And her description of it was a depletion of mental and physical resources. That's a good description mm. of it, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to actually work out what it is or describe it, you know? Mm. Mm. So, so true. have you experienced it and... How did you know you had it? Over to you, Natasha. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it will be quiet. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, 
yes, I have experienced it. I I think I've been on the edge of it a few times throughout my career. But um, in July 2021, I was ill for an entire month. And I think that it was possibly creative burnout. Um, I remember that I'd worked really hard in the June of that year. And mm. I think combined with the heat of summer and the fact that I was making a lot of YouTube videos at that time. and How many did you like? <laughs> it was crazy. I think this was the month where I made the most YouTube videos I've ever uploaded. Um, I think it was nine <laughs> oh wow oh that's like two videos in a week almost yeah yeah because I, oh, wow. I kind of had made up my mind to do that um I thought I'll just see whether I can do as many as possible this month um which you know now I only do about two a month so um but obviously I have Patreon now so yeah I'm doing some on there as well but yeah it was just too much I remember I had a shop update as well so it was when I'd finished um, finished recording all of those videos and then I had kind of fulfilled all of the orders from the shop update and finally everything was done and I I just didn't feel well. I remember feeling like I was coming down with something so I felt mm. really run down and just yes. generally ill and um, and I felt like that for a few days and I kept trying to carry on and then I got struck down with a terrible migraine. I felt so ill. And that went on for another few days. And to cut a long story short, the migraine started easing and then I got tonsillitis. Oh, yeah, and I remember you saying. Yeah. Oh, it it was horrible. I have, <laughs> I think, I've never really, I think maybe there's one other time in my life where I felt that bad. And um, that was many years ago. And I ended up having to take a 10-day course of antibiotics. And they yes. did really help, but they also caused problems in themselves. So yes. then I was left to deal with that as well. And I was so depleted and I couldn't really do anything for a month. And um, I remember kind of reaching the end of July, finishing the course of antibiotics. I'd pretty much spent most of the month in bed so um, that's really unlike me. I hadn't been able to work. I had had something really important to do as well. I remember I had the first flexi spot mm. um, collaboration to do. I was meant to be filming that, but I had to just be really honest with them and tell them what mm. was happening. And um, they were really good about it. But yeah, yes. it was difficult. It was really, it was a really hard time. Did you think at the time you had burnout or did you just think you were ill? Yeah, it was very difficult to tell. And I think at first I thought, oh, I've just come down with something. But it, because it was one thing after another, after another. And I think in order to, like, come down with the tonsillitis, I think I'd actually, I was just so exhausted. I yeah. was exhausted and run down. And I'm pretty sure it was because I had done so much the month before. Yeah. And, um, and I felt like this a few times, kind of on the edge of it, as I say, throughout my career, but I've never had it like that. And it's actually made me really scared to get it again. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking like probably in some kind of way also like 
the way you felt unwell, it was also connected with an anxiety and it, it seems like everything piled up together, like the health issues and like the oh, like overworking and yeah. yeah, I think like your body just wanted to tell you to kind of slow down and take take a break. I think this is it. It's like if you don't stop, your body's going to make sure you do stop. That's how I feel, yeah. <laughs> Have you experienced it, Crixis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I uh, experienced uh, a lot of, like, art burnouts. I think my burnout, I want to connect it more with filming burnout. Mm. Um, mm. Because when I had the burnout, I was still painting. I was just not promoting my work online that much right. and uh, like my burnout it I think it was it was there were some signs before but I just ignored them in a way and um, I didn't listen to myself and I, and this is like so ridiculous I filmed one and a half years without breaks I filmed every single week mm. and that's 83 weeks yeah every single week and I was like because uh, I was working in part-time job before whenever I was studying and then I did um, picture book with the American author and then I was like I, I want to make this work I want to to be full-time artist and I'm gonna do as much and as, as like post like as many things as possible to make it work for me yeah. and I was like I'm just gonna publish so many videos I'm, I I want to grow and and uh, and just do what I love and I was like slowly kind of going into like completely different direction and uh, I remember in that summer um, I realized like I'm like too afraid also like to stop even like for a week because I thought if I will stop and I will not film in that week that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will forget that I even posted something. I totally understand this because I struggle with this now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was really scary, and I, I felt like I'm really dependent on, um, on posting things. And when I realized that I have the burnout, because I realized, and I actually filmed the video, and I said that I have it, I was just like day before I was like just oh I, like I have like two days I need to film something something <laughs> and I remember I was like okay what should I do what should I do okay I'm just gonna film video where I draw whenever whatever I want and I was starting I actually started recording that video and I was like at the end of the day I was like no actually no something is completely wrong something is different like I, I cannot do and continue like I do right now I need to kind of really kind of journal a little bit and talk to myself and see like what's happening beyond yeah. Yeah. The, the things I'm doing in that moment. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, I think I suffered from creative burnout um, back in, I think it was actually, I think it was slowly building really. Um, and I mm. think like a lot of these burnouts, they, they sometimes... They, they feel like they come from nowhere, but actually you can see in hindsight yeah. what yeah. Has so caused true. it or the build-up of it, of a number mm. of different things. But yeah, I remember just getting to a point where I was no longer feeling joy about creating. 
Um, everything was becoming quite a chore. And I put so much pressure on myself to make something work. This was like before I had a YouTube channel, um, before I was right. doing that. Um, we, we had unfortunately had suffered a loss. Uh, a, a young person in our youth group had died um, oh. quite mm. uh, quickly from uh, lung cancer, which was just unexpected. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had to deal with that. And then I was trying to make my screen printing business work. And that was just a lot of hours put into uh, printing things and finding stockists and selling through that. And then also I was trying to build an illustration business, you know, trying to get clients that through that. And it was just a lot of things I was trying to juggle. And I just thought the answer to it was to keep working harder you know it sounds so familiar yeah. honestly <laughs> yeah so i just came to a point where it's like i i just lost my joy really for creating and everything i just felt so much pressure to try and earn a living from what i was mm. making and i think yeah. when you start putting that pressure on you you're no longer able to produce things that are really they just feel they're not connected to you and mm. it's too much pressure really to to put on you and everything starts then to just go a bit grey and just you no longer feel like you can be as productive. Um, you just lose the energy as well. So even chores yeah. then begin to get difficult to do, you know, you start procrastinating about things and yeah. Yeah. simple things that, you know, like even um, booking a doctor's appointment or you know a dentist appointment is really difficult when you're in that I know that's not even related to the creative side but that those kind of decisions are impacted you know when you're in this place of I I can't do this simple things get really it's really hard to do Um, I, I did a massive show I think I did a really big show and I thought that would have been the pinnacle. I was like, yeah, I've made it now, but actually it just highlighted this is not right, this something's not right. And I think mm-hmm. not long after that, um, Tony and I, we well, we made the decision that we were going to move and I knew I had to shut down my screen printing business and just focus on one thing at a time. I just had taken on too many things, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, Crixus, you said that you spotted some signs. What what kind of signs do you think there were that you might have been heading towards burnout? Um, I feel like you just kind of explained a little bit the feeling of it, that you don't feel that joyful anymore about something you maybe possibly previously loved. And I really love making videos, but I think in that moment... Even like some weeks before I was like, yeah, actually, this is like happening right now. I, I felt like, you know what? I actually don't enjoy this filming part anymore. Or, you know, yeah. I feel like that was kind of a little indication that maybe it's not that I don't enjoy it anymore. It's just like I, I have done it too much, to, too often and just fast focusing on different things. And I think that was one of the signs. Yeah. Have you noticed, Natasha, any signs before? 
Yeah, I think um, for me, I think a feeling of being really overwhelmed and anxious. Um, I noticed that. I noticed kind of the mental signs of it. And also just feeling generally tired and run down. So you maybe don't have the same enthusiasm that you had before. And um, even if you do have the desire to do things, I remember even when I was feeling really ill, I had the desire to, you know, I still like my brain was still trying to be creative, but my body couldn't do it. (laughs) So I had to you know, I had to kind of accept that and give in and rest. But yeah, I think before it happened, I would say, um, yeah, the warning signs for me now are if I'm starting to feel overly anxious, I'm not sleeping very well at night, um, you know, that kind of thing, feeling just generally overwhelmed, like I've got too much Mm. on my plate kind of thing yeah sleep definitely I think and for me I was getting like horrendous nightmares oh really (laughs) during that time I just remember I had these waking nightmares where you know I thought someone was in the room or I thought like just, oh, that's awful. And I would yeah. wake up screaming and t- Tony would be like, oh, what, man. what is going on? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. oh dear, I bet that was a shock. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've always, I've kind of always, I have been known to sleepwalk. So um, that's always been there. But just during that time, it was, it was like ramped up. You know, it was just yeah. like, I think my brain was trying to, you know, work out what was going on and that's how it came out. So that's definitely a sign. As I say, you do a lot of processing, don't you? Your brain does a lot of processing while you sleep. So, Mm. yeah, it was coming out in that way for you. Yeah. Mm. So um, we've got a question, like, what happens when you reach bottom? And I think we've kind of talked about that. Um, But should we try to keep going uh, I would say no, <laughs> not, not not like in the same rhythm and pace you have been going, especially. Yeah, um, I think it is good to kind of slow down and and uh, kind of reflect and see the reasons and why you are there. And for me, like because it was more connected with filming, I didn't felt um, that I'm. I'm not capable of creating art. I was just doing it and not sharing it. And it felt so good. And I felt like finding something that kind of still brings you joy, even if you are at the bottom, bottom, bottom. That's how you say bottom. bottom yeah. <laughs> I think like it's good to to kind of see what still brings you joy. Although I know it's may- maybe impossible. And especially if you have like creative burnout, which is connected with like art making, mm. then maybe doing some kind of different hobby could help. And going for a walk is, is good. And uh, journaling or writing things down. I don't journal a lot, but when I ha- when I am in like super critical moments, I do write some things out just to kind of reflect and see the reason behind. So, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, and this question of should you try to keep going, I think the temptation is there to keep going, isn't it? Mm. Because it's like with me, I felt like, oh my goodness, I've got so many things on this month, I need to do them and if I stop, I'm going to fall behind with everything and of course that causes another stress. So the temptation is there to carry on but I really think that you shouldn't when you've reached a stage of burnout and you know that you are burnt out um 
So, yeah, it's a good idea to stop before it gets too bad. And um, I've I've just been honest with people, really. I think that was a really good lesson for me at that time when I couldn't do anything else and I just had to be, you know, resting. And <laughs> I was, like, in bed and I just had to say to people, look, this is what's happened and I'm afraid I can't, you know, work this month, so... Um, yeah, I just, I made sure I rested a lot and I did other things that kind of fueled my creativity, if that's the right way of putting it. Like I remember joining somebody's Patreon and really just watching all of their videos and making notes for when I was better, you know, the things I wanted to do, the materials I wanted to try, all of that kind of stuff. So it was kind of like a nice time for planning, really, planning for when I was better again. And it gave me a little boost. I kind of, you know, when I was feeling really down and really ill, I would think about when I was better and what I was going to do and what I had to look forward to. It's funny because I started my YouTube channel just, I think, as we were beginning to move. And so you can see me packing down stuff and trying to sell stuff. And um, But it was like when we moved to Port Flevin and I've been there a few, I think a few days or maybe longer, a few weeks, but I just started looking around me and I started to get the urge to draw again. <laughs> Whereas mm-hmm. I hadn't been sketching at all. I, you know, that wasn't something I did. Um, and it was, that just brought me so much joy again, just like going out and drawing and, going out on my own when no one else was around, no pressure, no one to tell me how to do it. Although I enjoy doing client work, I think because I just had that client work, I didn't have any time where I could just play and do it myself. I think maybe that was causing me a bit of, you know, distress. You know, I so actually going out and finding something that I could say oh I'm really loving doing this and it's on my own time I could go out every day I didn't get bored of it you know I had energy to do that so that showed me actually sometimes you have to find something that really just gets you going um and and that's what I found and um yeah it was exciting to do and yeah I'd I'd do it today you know five uh, six years later seven years I don't know how many years later now, but um, yeah, probably six years. So, and I find that if I'm get things are getting on top of me now, Tony will actually say to me, uh, "Have you gone out and sketched?" Oh, that's nice. <laughs> He's seen it in me, so that's like he knows what I need. So tomorrow when it's my birthday, he said, you will take your sketchbook with you and you will sketch. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Because I know that when I do that, I will, you know, forget about other pressures around me and enjoy the moment and also record the moment as well. Because every time you do tend to sketch, you kind of put those memories onto the paper. So... Yeah, it's like a journal in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice that you have somebody who sort of recognises the importance of that for you and nudges you if they feel you're maybe not, you know, going to do it. It's like, it's really good, yeah. 
kind of leading on, how do you start again? I know I just shared about sketching and I think that really helped me start again because it gave me joy in things Mm. around me. So, but how about you two? Funnily enough, that's actually how I started again as well. Um, I grabbed a new sketchbook and because I didn't have much energy at first, I was really depleted at the end of July and I knew that I wanted to get back into work, but I could only do like an hour or two a day. And so I would grab my sketchbook and I just started drawing. And like you said, with no pressure, just enjoying sitting down with my supplies and playing around. And that's how I gradually sort of eased my way back into it again. How about you, Crixis? Uh, well, for me, I stopped filming <laughs> for, I think I didn't film two weeks. I, I I remember I filmed that video. I said I will be back after a week or two. I I, I went back after three weeks, I think. And it was good because I was like, I'm going to take longer rest. Mm. Um, my plan was like to start filming bi-weekly videos, which would be much better for myself. And also I would find like more focus and not film just random things, but more like what I want to film and have a little bit extra time. And I was, meanwhile, um, I, I decided, also sketching, it's so funny that all of us three kind of get back a little bit with sketching. And uh, that was the period when I um, created Calmtober and I was uh, I was so excited, but I, I didn't want to tell anyone yet. And, and for like a week, I was like thinking about this Calmtober <laughs> idea and then I shared it and... Yeah, and I was uh, going to pri- prioritize more art making and um, kind of not being so anxious about lots of things because I, I have anxious mind and I'm some- sometimes overthinking and sometimes I'm like, yeah, like sometimes my mind is just like rolling uh, <laughs> super fast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I-, I think uh, just slowing down helped me a great deal and just working on secret projects behind the scenes and then only then sharing them later I think that's really good actually kind of keeping part of maybe something for yourself then Hmm. yeah I still do it I really recommend and even like now for I switched off from social media for two days it was so good yeah (laughs) just like yeah so I really recommend also like to, to, to not share everything and to have like some some Ugly sketches in sketchbook or I don't know. <laughs> I've done a few of those lately. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Nobody has seen them yet, but they yeah. might do. Oh, props, props to ugly sketches. We need to create ugly art. We definitely do, yeah. Yeah, I think that actually took... I remember, like, if I remember going back, that that's actually what the pressure was, that I felt that everything that I did had to be good or it had to like had to be able to make money from it so it had to be good so I could sell it and that that mindset is just it's a recipe I think for disaster because you just end up going to it, it just takes away the joy of creating and playing because if you think everything has to be to sell you you have no space it it just mm. Yeah. Or like everything yeah. has to be the perfect, finished, completed piece posted to social media. Yeah, um, That's a lot of pressure, isn't it, on somebody to feel like that. And I think this is the problem with social media. It kind of gets you into that mindset where I have to keep 
making things um, like I have to be really prolific and I have to keep posting and everything I post has to look amazing because it's that kind of feeling of competition like when people um, they're only sharing their best work for example and so you kind of feel this pressure to keep up that type of thing so I think it's really important to have work that you're just doing behind the scenes it's just for you and you're yeah. not feeling like you have to share it or yeah just take the pressure off yeah I'd like share ugly things as well I have yeah. I've shared some artworks which I don't like and it's it's like oh why do I share it but then it's like yeah but like the show that other people also can share ugly art yeah yeah, I did a reel, I think it was, was it last month, where I showed um, something that had gone really wrong in my sketchbook. Oh, yes. And um, I talked about that, about, you know, not everything has to be perfect. And I know that people tend to share the stuff that goes right. <laughs> I thought it would be refreshing to share something that had gone completely <laughs> wrong. And, uh, oh, no, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it, was quite, it got quite a good response. And I think it's because... You know, people can really relate to that. We all have stuff that goes wrong. It's impossible. You can't be an artist and, you know, not everything is going to be amazing all the time and it's okay. Yeah. Mm. You also don't mm. discover things either if you always no, know yeah. what oh, yeah. you're going to do, you know. If you have yes, it all mapped out ready, you kind of just follow that. You don't then discover how a material might work differently if it does something else or kind of lose a bit yeah. of life so yeah. true like where's the excitement if you know exactly you know what you're doing every time and that everything's mm. going to turn out brilliantly yeah you wouldn't discover anything would you because you just stick to that same formula mm. so mm. what what things do you do to help you create when you're not feeling your best mm. Natasha you did mention that actually didn't you a little bit I did and I think what I would say is, um, yeah, just basically do work that is just for you with no pressure. Because if you're in a state of burnout and, um, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed as it is, I think you just need to go slowly and be kind to yourself and just, it, you know, it could be anything. You You could maybe, I don't know, just start with one or two supplies and just play around. I think keep it simple is yeah. probably a good idea when you're not feeling great and you just want to ease yourself back into it. Um, and as I said, it's like a great time for looking through art books or watching YouTube videos or even, I don't know, signing up to a course or something, not necessarily doing the course there and then, but like looking through it, watching the videos and getting yourself into that creative mindset again and getting yourself excited yeah. for creating and knowing that you can do that when you're feeling a bit better. I think that's what I would... I think it's a time for planning. Yeah, it's a good time for planning. Yeah, also putting putting yourself into a more of a student mindset as well rather than a... I, yeah. I know everything mindset. <laughs> Because there's a lot of pressure when you have that mindset. But a student mindset, I feel like, oh, yeah, let's experiment. Let's let's have a go at this or test this out. And Yeah, that's a fun mindset, isn't it, to be in? Definitely. Yeah. I did planning for the Count Tower, so that took my mind off, like, thinking about the 
burnout. I was just fast focusing on something else. But I think I want to mention also that not everything when when we are like really feeling not the best, it's connected with art. I think um, just taking also some time off and going for a walk and also like doing some completely different hobby or even like watching movies or like like Natasha mentioned books, but also like even if it's not connected with art, just continue living, but just a little bit slower. I think that is really important to even whenever you will pick up in, in the stage where you don't feel the best. I just don't take so much things at that moment as well. Just live a little bit calmer in that period, because I think um, that way you can climb up quicker. Whereas if you pick up more work, it just drags a little bit longer, I think. And when when um, when I came back and I started filming again and I had like this calmtober and I knew I will create art every second day. And I knew that I could just go back into burnout. <laughs> yeah, that would be easily done. Yeah. So I was like super slow also in, in October, in November. And I actually started filming a little bit more only like in December. So I was just a little bit slower even throughout when I felt a little bit better. But I just didn't want to like, okay, I think it's fine. And just like, you know... <laughs> suddenly take every single opportunity and work again. I think you're right about just trying to take that pressure off and doing things small in a small way. So uh, I would, and definitely walking, for walking for me is probably one of the main things I like to do just to get out of my head space. And, but on my walk, I will you know, take a little sketchbook. So not me thinking, Mm -hmm. right, I'm going to go and walk and I'm going to go and sketch. I'm just thinking, I'm just going to go and walk. But if I see something and the urge comes, (laughs) then I'll take opportunity. I'll be like, okay, right, get my sketchbook. Let's do, let's do this. Um, And it may be five minutes, 10 minutes, but because I've taken it with me and it's not like a massive thing, um, then I can just, uh, yeah, grab that opportunity if it comes. And uh, and then generally once I start that kind of thing, I then think, oh, I want to come out again. I want to do this again. Yeah. So it builds on it. Um, but I just mm-hmm. give myself give myself grace, I guess. You're giving yourself space and grace to just enjoy something else. Um, yeah, enjoy just just yeah living <laughs> rather than yeah. thinking everything has to be about making a living um you want to actually enjoy things around you small things around you like you said you know yeah totally and maybe make a homemade meal make a cake or something oh baking is a good idea just take some time to do something else and enjoy yeah. it I kind of try to do in everyday life since the burnout happened. It's Mm. like I'm making sure now that I'm never working like that so that I'm, you know, working for a month and barely taking a day off. And I'm making sure now that I'm taking... We're trying to take, like, 
a full day off every week if we can and we go and do something this is Dominic and I we go and do something really exciting so we go off on a little adventure (laughs) and um, it can be visiting somewhere specific or it can just be taking a picnic and going out for a walk in nature it's just that break from the routine and just time to take care of yourself and I think like you said earlier it's really important to spend some time in nature to get away from your screen and um and get out of the house and just go and breathe in some fresh air and enjoy yourself and relax (laughs) I, i just want to say um the same like i also have started uh, having like one day completely in the nature and just going with my husband and doing like picnic or going for a box in like different areas and just exploring it's so refreshing and when you come back to the studio it's like new inspiration and uh, freshness as well right in your work it is yeah I found this too it's like you come back and you feel like energized and super inspired yeah I find that I have to put boundaries time boundaries on what I'm doing so I won't work in the evening on anything I'll just be like right uh so Tony is quite strict about this because you know he wants to make sure that I'm I'm gonna be well so he's like he's looking out for you (laughs) yeah he's he's just the perfect companion for you because it's it's it sounds like just perfect that there is like person who can just like that's it you yeah. had enough or like <laughs> well he'll be here's the schedule he's very he's like he is strict about it he's like right 5 30 you will stop because <laughs> he's wow. he knows what i'm like because huh? i will probably just keep going yeah. and he i need someone to actually give me a boundary because i know i find that hard so he'll he'll like say right finish right we're gonna eat and then we're just going to do something different. You know, you're not going to work in the evening. So I, it helps me. I know I need that as well because, because otherwise yeah. I just will try and keep going. And some, sometimes like the, when there are projects that are like my course, that was quite intense and I knew... Did you stop at 5.30 on those days well, as well? Or did no, you? this was, that's what I was going to say. Um, there were some days when I was doing that that we kind of had a negotiation so like (laughs) we would would like have so funny he would say right I'm gonna make you dinner dinner's gonna be ready okay so you've got to come out for that (laughs) and then like after like say I'll be eating and I knew I'd have to go back he said right you can go out but you back in an hour and a half so It's like <laughs> so funny. Some people have been sweet. well, yeah. Some people will be like, "Oh, how can you? How can you live with that?" But actually, it's really what I need, and I yeah. And it stops me kind of going over the top and just like you know, just burning out. And that's I know what mm. Tony's heart is in it. You know, I know that he's got the he wants the best for me. So yeah, I'm you know I'm happy to Aww. to follow that. <laughs> Yeah, I think boundaries are such an important thing. Um, Like we were saying about taking a day off each week or um, like you say, I mean, I think you're brilliant for not working in the evenings because I'm terrible for that. I will quite often... The trouble... (laughs) It takes me a while. I tend to do admin 
in like the beginning part of the day and then I really warm up creatively a lot of the time sort of later on in the afternoon into the evening and I have to be really careful not to just keep working until like 10 at night or something so I make sure that I stop and we cook some nice dinner and we have that and but I don't think I'm very good at managing that And I think this is a problem for me. So I really admire the system that you have going, Mel. (laughs) Yeah, I was also going to say I really admire as well because like both me and my husband, we both work from home and we don't, both of us, we don't have any boundaries. (laughs) This is Dominic and I, yeah. uh, It's really like chaotic, you know, and and, and, uh, just uh, that's why we now have like this day completely out because it's like uh, otherwise it would just be every single day the same yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is what we found yeah this is why i literally had to get us the membership to english heritage and we actually (laughs) want to have also membership (laughs) now to national trust because yeah we used to have national trust it's really we might go back to national trust actually when this one's run out do you recommend I would in Cornwall National Trust because I think there's more properties in the area. Yeah, mm. I was going to say yes. that. Yeah, it depends okay. where you live. Yeah, but I feel like round here as well, there are more National Trusts than English Heritage. But English Heritage has been great because I love castles, and um, so we're a bit obsessed with castles, and so we've been to visit quite a few now. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, yeah, now we have the historic royal palaces. I bought that as a like a gift to both of us for my birthday. That's a good idea. I um, thought I'll buy myself a present, but I want it to be something we can both enjoy. And so, um, yeah, and the reason I've done this is because if you have that membership you really want to use it so it's like no excuses you know when we're going and we're going to go to this place this week and it's really fun because you can kind of plan your visits in advance and you have that to look forward to you know you're going to do it and it's yeah it's just something out of the ordinary and uh, yeah I'd really recommend it it's definitely worth the investment yeah we're thinking about there was lifetime purchase (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that... but but it's it's a little bit higher price. But if you if you will stay like in 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 UK and you just want to have lifetime, yeah, that would, it would be wonderful because some of these places they're so amazing just to go to and like hang out. So it isn't like you visit once and then that's it. You you know it can be a place that you visit over and over, and you could take your sketchbook and draw in the gardens yeah. and. Yeah, it's fantastic, I think, for an artist to have something like this. Definitely. I feel like it sounds like the perfect cure uh, against the burnout. Like, it's, it's like, it sounds like just something you could do to just avoid the burnout. Because if you yeah. visit outside, like outside and just go for walks, it just, and take some time for yourself, then it's less likely to happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really worthwhile in so many ways, yeah. Going back to your talking about time and that, I um, always had this, or someone, so it might have been Tony, actually, he might have told me this, but he was like, there's basically three, you know, three parts of the day, morning, afternoon, evening, and you should just work two of those. So whether it's an afternoon and an evening or a morning and an evening, you, t- oh. you take one of them oh, off. Wow. Um, and that 
should help. So, you know, most people might work morning, afternoon, mm. take the evening off. But say, like, you are not really a, a morning person, so don't... You could just relax, take it slow in the morning and then work the afternoon, the evening. But you have to make sure that you don't um, work in that morning slot. That's a great oh, wow. idea. I haven't ever thought of it in that way. Me yeah, too. I feel like Tony could be great with like time management class. <laughs> you know, like on Skillshare yeah, or something. I, I, I've, I've often said to him, I said, you should re- you'd be great for artists, Tony. I just think... Honestly, yeah. can Tony come to our podcast <laughs> yeah. and have a chat with like the time management? <laughs> that I think so he funny. would be brilliant. <laughs> Honestly. He's, uh, yeah. He's good at that. I feel like he is like my manager, you know, like he's like, does the, uh, he looks out for me in that way. So. Oh, that's lovely. I feel like Dominic, I said to him earlier, he's like my, how did I put it? I kind of look to him for creative direction is how I put it. (laughs) It's like if I'm struggling with something, like to have another pair of eyes on something is really invaluable. And I often will call him in when I'm struggling with a painting and say, look, do you think this is working? And he'll be really honest with me. Yes. And you need that, don't you? Mm. <laughs> do so you like ever do that, critic. Crixis, with your husband? Do you involve yes, him? Yes, he's the biggest art critic of my work. <laughs> <laughs> but also he, he's the person who buys a lot of technical things and do research. He researched the camera yes. I have. He researched the microphone yes. I have. Oh, that's so and brilliant. And I'm not yeah. that kind of person. <laughs> So it's good. Exactly. That's what, yeah, Tony does that as well. It's just an invaluable resource to have that because I'm just like, I can't yeah. be bothered to go through mm. with the reviews. And yeah, <laughs> just like imagine like watching video of 20 minutes comparing I five don't. different microphones. Yes. Oh, it's so tedious, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. Just, I want to film already. And, uh, you know, and, and sometimes just like, um, before I, I want to like jump straight in and start filming and and the Kosi comes here and he checks if I have everything uh, set up correctly. Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> so yeah, that's Aww. cool. They would like all have their kind of. They all have their areas of speciality. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they could just they could just come and do a podcast together themselves, couldn't they? And talk they about could, <laughs> what they do I, to help their <laughs> artist in their life. Honestly, that would be funny mixed together. Oh gosh, wouldn't it be brilliant? <laughs> I can just imagine it. They'll probably just be going looking blankly at each other though and going, I don't know why they've got us doing this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell Dominic about this later, he'll laugh at this. <laughs> oh. Well, I think we've talked, we've shared things that are helpful now and um, maybe we could finish then with any final tips to avoid creative burnout? Yeah, I have um, I have one thing that I didn't mention, actually, which is prioritising. I've really learned to prioritise. Mm. Like, instead of taking on absolutely everything, um, which I was always tempted to do up until that point, and overstretching myself and burning out, I now kind of weigh things up and think is it really worth my time and effort taking on this project and there was a project recently that was I actually spoke to my patrons about it but I won't mention exactly what it is now on the podcast but it could have been 
a really amazing project with quite a big company and I turned it down because I didn't want to devote the time to it that it would have taken. Um, I just felt like it was going to be something that, although it could have been very lucrative and really good for raising my profile, it would have taken me away from all of the other things that I'm really loving doing and that I'm concentrating on. And it would have just been me spreading myself too thinly again. So, um, and in danger of burnout. So I would say prioritising and saying no to things has become something that I'm okay with doing now. I will say no instead of taking on everything. Yeah. Hmm. I think following your uh, health is good because I actually, I recently had some health problems and I think I actually, my body was telling me to just slow down a little bit because although I don't have burnout now, I felt like if I would go the same direction as I went like two months ago, it would eventually go up to that point yeah. but because I listened to my body and um, I had like some stomach issues which are disappearing now but I had like stomach pain for one month which is really strange and uh, yeah and, and, and during that month I was like really stressed out and anxious but I, I just tried to slow down and I think like it's connected with like overworking so it's yeah. good to listen to your body when you are going in your day-to-day life and seeing how you feel uh, physically and mentally as well. Yeah, your body will always tell you. (laughs) Yeah. You have to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad that your stomach is a lot better though, Grixis. Mm. This is really good. Yeah, my final thing would be to write down everything you need to do each day and then, as Natasha says, prioritise. Um... But I find just writing it down in a list is really helpful for me. I'm one of these people who needs to see what I have to do. And uh, that just helps me because then I can break those things down further. Um, So if I am feeling like I've got a very busy week, then I can see exactly when I'm going to do that rather than just trying to hold it all in my head. Um, Yeah. You know, bring it onto paper. Yeah, I find lists really useful. I have so many on the go at any one time. But it helps, doesn't it, taking it out of your head and just putting it down somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, just writing it actually just helps you kind of go, oh, Mm. yeah, I can do that. And and another another thing, one other thing, um, don't be afraid to ask someone else to help. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I know that, uh, yeah, recently Crixis... helped edit one of the episodes and that was a massive help um so yeah it's important i think to be able to ask for help especially if you know you're going to be busy or if things are happening just to be like you say honest about what you're going through and and ask yeah be honest with people and um, realize that you don't have to say yes to everything if it doesn't feel right or you already feel overloaded with things it's okay to say no and just explain to people your reasons and like also coming back to the list i think it's great not only write them down but when you do something when you tick the box it's such a good feeling oh yeah and like <laughs> you you you've done something in the day and it just like brings you that kind of joy of just 
this man to ask. It yeah. does, yeah. yeah. Mm. I actually just take a big marker and just cross it off. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> like, with just big marker. So our listener question today is from Angela Welsh, and she asks, to what extent do you inspire one another? Well, I already know how you two inspire me. Do you want to hear? Yes. <laughs> okay, I would say, Mel, you inspire me with your sketchbook work. You inspire me to actually use them and to not be scared to use them. Oh. And I would say, Crixis, I would say I'm most inspired by the colours she uses, her colour palettes and the way she uses colour in her work. Yeah. And um, I think for both of you, I'm inspired by your work ethic. I think mm-hmm. watching what you do sort of, I don't know, it gives me motivation, I guess. <laughs> so what about you, Crixis? Okay, so for, for me, Mel is inspiring me to go outside and uh, to sketch a little bit more outside. I, I have noticed that I sketch now a little bit more outside. Like I used to do it more, few uh, years ago and then I stopped and then I met Mel again and now I want to sketch a little bit more outside oh, so brilliant. thank you yeah. Mel <laughs> and uh, Natasha is inspiring me to well actually Natasha inspired me to pick up watercolors so thank you <laughs> Natasha oh you're welcome uh, I'm like almost like I don't know five months into watercolors now which is crazy to think about because it is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad <laughs> that you're you. loving them Oh, yeah. And uh, I think also Natasha also has inspired me with colors and also just mediums. And both of you just inspire me creatively. Whenever I watch your videos or chat with you, you're just really inspiring people. Yeah, I should have mentioned the videos for both of you, actually, because I love both of your videos. Yay. It's funny because I, I feel like exactly the same, I'm going to say. So, Natasha, you inspire me with your vast knowledge on watercolours and, and you know, sharing your discoveries with the watercolours. Every time mm. you talk about them, I'm like, oh, I should maybe look at that. Oh, I should oh, find out. Yeah, <laughs> I have this. Like, honestly, it's after Natasha's video. <laughs> Sometimes it's so hard to not go to the website and start yeah. looking at the things. Oh. It's, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you spend money, but I do, I no, do but want like, to inspire you. Yeah. I do want you yeah. to kind of think, oh, wow, I really want to try that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely mm. have opened that oh, up that's nice. with me. Mm. Um, um, and then, and and then, Crixis, your colours again, similar to what Natasha said. You just your colour palettes. You just seem to have a real. Um, I don't know if it's intuitive or whether it's just something you thought about or come to you over time. You know, you're able to put colours together, which just work really well, and that is inspiring and and gets me to mm. think a bit harder on my you know how I'm putting things together how I'm putting colors together Mm. and uh, yeah I would say both of you on presentation how you present yourselves it's a good yeah inspires me in how I do stuff as well so yeah so I think we definitely inspire each other don't we it's like a little circle of inspiration (laughs) yeah 
It's cool, isn't it? That could be our slang, circle of inspiration. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, that's, this is why it's so exciting that we have a gallery exhibition together. So yes. Hopefully yeah. that will... Oh, I'm so excited about yeah, inspire people coming and viewing it. And Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So from 7th till 13th of October, <laughs> just a reminder. Yeah, Roskilly Farm, Lizard Peninsula, Cornwall, UK. <laughs> be there. Or Mel will be after you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on that, I want to say bombshell. That's very Jeremy Clarkson. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> on that round of inspiration... Um, thanks so much for listening and tuning into our latest episode. Thanks so much for listening and turning into our latest episode. We hope you'll join us next time on our creative catch up when we'll be chatting about inspiration and what gets us going, whether that's podcasts, books, movies, art supplies, music, or the environment around us. Listen in to find out what lifts and motivates us. Find us on YouTube at Creative Catchup or Instagram creative.catchup. Until the next episode, three, two, one, stay, stay creative. creative. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Actually, that leads Excellent. on, doesn't it? The inspiration, you know, yes. to. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? That was a good question. Yeah. I, will, I will stop recording so it's uh, beginning. Yeah.